Hi, everyone. Welcome back to season two of Karos Living. I'm so glad you're here listening in today on whatever day you're having. I am so excited. Our guest today is just a lovely person. She's a very down-to-earth, kind human, and just has a lot of cool experiences to share, and she's just a really fun person to get to know. So today on the podcast, we have Ellie Olson. I'm so glad you're here, Ellie. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Avery. I'm so excited. Of course. Yeah, it was funny. I saw, we saw each other in like Target like a little bit ago. Yeah, in like February or something. It was cool. <laughs> I was just like shopping with my brother and I hear like this, Avery, is that you? And I was like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> and it was Ellie. And I was so excited. We hadn't seen each other in like a while I know yeah it had been since like before quarantine yes because we went to high school together so yeah um but yeah and Ellie was just sharing it. we were talking about our life and I was like I have to have Ellie as a guest very excited to have her here I'm so excited do you mind just kind of like telling us about you what your life is like like right now kind of just getting us into it a little bit yeah, sure. Okay. So I'm Ellie. Um, I'm 19 years old, turned 19 in January. I'm a Capricorn for any astrology people out there. And basically, uh, I'm going to be an incoming freshman in college, which is kind of weird since I'm going to be 19. So this year, this past year, I took a gap year and originally it was not planned at all. I was just going to go and like do school, whether it was online, in person, whatever. But like about two weeks before, school started, I kind of was just like listening to myself and like listening to my gut. And it just did not feel right to go this year. So I ended up taking the year off. Um, I worked, I worked at a hair salon and um, at a restaurant for first semester. I did not like the restaurant nearly as much as I like the hair salon. <laughs> what was the but, restaurant? Uh, if you know the Fort restaurant in Morrison. Oh, no, never heard of that. Yeah. It's like little backstory my dad lives in centennial colorado and my mom lives like in littleton technically but it's on the ken carl side of town so they live a good like solid half hour away so my my dad lives really close to this and my mom lives really close to the restaurant so that was kind of how i like determined like my schedule and everything for the first semester because i was still living at home um, and then second semester, um, I moved up to Winter Park in the, at the very beginning of January. Um, I moved up to Winter Park because my dad has his own condo up there. And I lived there from January to April. And I worked as a lift operator at Winter Park Ski Resort for that semester. And so, yeah. And then in May, I was like not home at all. Um, I had like a lot going on in terms of traveling. And that was also like towards the beginning of June as well. Um, but things have kind of settled down a little bit now. And I'm just living at home but, and getting ready for school, basically. So that's kind of about me right now where I'm at. So I remember when I saw you in Target and I was just so intrigued that you worked at the ski resort. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so it's, fun. It was a blast. It was oh. so much fun. Are you a skier or a snowboarder? 
I'm a skier. Okay. Um, I've skied since I was three. I've been skiing since I was three and I've been going up to Winter Park. I did competition from fifth to seventh grade, like every weekend, you super did? intense stuff. I did. Yeah. And then I I quit in eighth grade. Um, I think in eighth grade, I just kind of wanted to explore like my other interests um, and stuff. And I didn't really find like what I was really interested in until I like, got to high school and I like realized I really, really liked theater. And I started doing a lot of stuff with that. So I would like, after that, I kind of just like went up to Winter Park like when I could. Um, and I was kind of bummed actually during high school because like compared to how much I had skied in my lifetime, very little of it happened while yeah. I was in high school. I probably got around like 10 days a season, which like for me, that was nothing. That was literally nothing. And so I feel like this year I totally made up for it by like literally skiing every day. <laughs> Cause that's what you were saying. Like when I saw you, like what did like a day look like at the ski resort? Okay. So basically how it works um, is you get assigned a certain lift. So they have um, three sections. They have the section one lifties, the section two lifties and the Mary Jane lifties. So you can only work at the Mary Jane side of the mountain if you um, are a returner. And then if you're on section one, usually that means you have like little to no experience with like skiing. So that's where like, if they see your resume and they see less than four years or no skiing at all, no snowboarding at all, they'll put you there. But since I've been skiing for, I think at the time it was like 17 years. Yeah. And I also ski like Palm Center and everything they put me in section two, which was kind of like the intermediate lifts. So like, they're a little bit more harder to get to and they have more, um, terrain access was like how they would say it. So yeah. So basically, um, I would wake up 5am every morning, brutal hours, get up out of bed. I would, um, usually I would like just go to work and like what I had on, I would usually sleep in like a hoodie and sweatpants anyways. Right. And then just put on my extra layers. I would eat breakfast every morning, which usually in high school, that was a bad habit of me. I would always skip breakfast, oh, but too. I always had breakfast before I went because like, it was very important. I would be so tired that day if I did not eat breakfast. Um, I go eat breakfast. I would put on all my layers and pack my backpack. It's pretty important. You have a backpack where you bring like snacks, a lot of water, everything like that to work. Um, then I would drive to work. I brought my own car up to winter park and everything. And I would get there, um, super early on like morning meeting starts at eight on weekdays and then Fridays and then Saturdays and Sundays, it started at seven 30. So we would all have like morning meeting where they would just like talk to us about any updates they have for the day. Um, some of the times they would ha- be like, Hey, we're having a free meal for you guys at like, the end of the day that you can come pick up. So like as much as like, I don't know. It was a job. They genuinely like took care of us up there and like, they were very hospitable and they'd give us morning meeting. They tell us like where we went on the mountain. Usually people would, um, it kind of depends, but usually I was on, um, the same lift, the Olympia lift about four days a week. One, there was be like one day a week where I would get put somewhere else on the mountain. But like, um, I basically was like, you guys can put me wherever. Cause I know how to ski, whatever, that's how it works. So, um, then you go up and then there's one opener, one um, mid, and then there's one closer. So how that works is like the opener will ride up the lift in the morning and they'll stay in the top shack and um, from opening until around 11. Um, and they'll make sure all the safety features on the lift like work perfectly. They ride up. So you had to get trained on that and like being sure to like 
diligently check that everything is safe. That was like a, a really big thing of being a lift operator. I just know a lot of information about chairlifts now. I know. Look at this. Yeah. So um, basically I just, it's kind of like, honestly, like being a lifeguard for a chairlift is like the best way I can explain it. So I ended up opening a lot. Usually I, I just liked being up there in the morning because like I, that would be my way of waking up. I could like be by myself for a minute. I'd play some music. I would just like watch people get on and off the lift, you know, that kind of thing. And so when you're at the bottom of the list, since there's three people at every lift, cause one person is doing open, one person's doing mid and one person's doing close. When you're at the bottom, you're taking turns with the other person that's at the bottom. So one of you is outside the lift, like checking the buttons, making sure everyone's getting on. Okay. Basically, essentially being a lifeguard for a chairlift. And the other person is on break. A lot of times I went skiing on my breaks because like I could. Um, and so in order to be able to do that, you had to pass a checklist um, at the beginning of your season. And they also test you halfway through the season as well, because that's when the inspectors come. So they want to make sure you're like up to date and everything. So they have you take this midterm in the middle of your season as well that you like have to study for um, and you have to do outside. So I did have to do an online program. I think my second week of work, I would like go home and like I would get home from this like nine hour day at work of like skiing, being a lift up, skiing out of there, getting my car, everything. And then when I got home, I would have to do another like two hours of online work. I did get paid for it. Okay. I did get paid for it. (laughs) So that's good. That's basically like damn life. And then after that, you like close down the lift and you ski out with whoever your buddy is at the end of the day. So Okay. Did you like come home ev- after every day or did you, did you live down in winter park for that season? Yeah. Okay. So I would live, um, my family, their place is about five minutes away from the resort. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I lived up there. Um, there was a hot tub at my place. So I would hot tub basically like after every day. Oh, um, it was super yeah. nice. I would like make my own dinner. Oh. Uh, so I did live by myself for about four months and like, the first month I would say was like pretty hard of like adjusting to it and getting used to it. Um, also because like at the beginning of January, I actually got like diagnosed with a bunch of like stuff. I got diagnosed with like ADHD and anxiety and depression. And so like I had that and then I got quarantined for like the week after that. Um, so I couldn't even go to work and like see people. So like, but I would say that was like kind of a good turning point for me was Mm -hmm. because living four days in a house all by myself kind of like made me realize, okay, this is what it's going to look like for like the four or five hours that you're home from work. What are you going to do with your time alone? Like, and so that was really helpful. I think was having that experience. And then also as horrible as this sounds, we had an outbreak at winter park at the very beginning of February where there was a huge COVID outbreak. Um, And so I didn't get quarantined, but there was like probably a solid like 50% at the the least of our lift department was out. And so they would like jump you all over the mountain. And because of that, I was working with a bunch of different people. And so being able to meet those different people, I think was super important for me. And that was when I started making more friends up there as well. And so, yeah, um, it just like, it started off kind of rough. And I was like, is this like a good fit for me? Did I make a mistake coming up here? But then by the beginning of February, it was kind of apparent that I didn't, that I was, that it was a good fit for me. And so then like, 
aside from like that, because also at the time I had to use all my breaks to study my checklist for like the first month. So I was like, I do not like this. I can't even ski. I know the checklist. So then at the beginning of February, when I passed my checklist, like, and I was able to ski, then I was like, okay, I'm starting to see the perks of like being a ski bum. <laughs> you got through that like rough patch and found the joy. Oh, right. that's great. Yes. Were there a lot of people like working there your age or were they older? Um, a, The age demographic was a lot older than me. I'm not going to lie. I got there and literally like the first <laughs> 10 people I met were all, all guys and they were like 25 years old. And I was like, oh my God, you're like, what Hi. am I doing here? And so like during the outbreak, I, um, there's this lift called the village cabrio life where like, it's not on the mountain and it's this like lift that goes from the parking lot to the winter park village that you walk. But those shifts are like way longer. Yeah. So you open the lift at seven 30 and then you close it at five 30. And so it's way longer than like your average day. You have to be in the locker room at like, I think you have to be there for six at six forty five for a day like that. But because of the outbreak and everything, they switched who like the partners were because you get um, assigned a cabriolet shift about like once every two weeks on the job. And so they would usually have like partners for who was on the lift and okay. uh, for who was on it so my partner ended up being this girl sophie after the outbreak where we would work together all the time and since cabriolet shifts are like so slow usually you get like an hour break an hour on and for the most part we would if it was like a reasonably temperatured day i would just yeah. like sit there and like talk to her and so we became super close she became like my best friend up there um and everything and so she was only a year older than me and she took a year off of school because of COVID as well um and she actually she realized that she really liked doing seasonal jobs so she's taking another year off and is doing more seasonal work yeah so currently she's working at a zipline place which was the same thing she did last summer and so I don't know what she's gonna do this winter but like yeah so I know yeah super cool that's great all the people you gotta meet that sounds great yeah every single person I met was like so cool and like they're like because everyone came from somewhere else okay I was gonna say that like I I feel like a lot of people at ski resorts they come from all over yes they really do like the season yeah Yeah. it's crazy I know and like meeting all these people like they were in between like I was I was the youngest person that worked there (laughs) by far but like everyone else like was like below 30 so there's all these people just like in their 20s they're just like that's kind of fun what to do yeah like would you mind if I like tell a story about like someone really quick no do it okay so like one of my coworkers, his name was Jacob but something about like guys in the mountains is they don't like to go by like their first name for some reason so everyone called him Mott's his last name is like Mott Singer or something. So that one made sense to me. But so there was funny. a bunch of people with like really weird names. There was a kid named Roach. I'm not oh kidding. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. So there's this guy, Mott, and he was by far like the coolest, one of the coolest coworkers I had. He was telling me that like he grew up in South Carolina and then he went to school in Georgia um, and he studied international relations. So like what he really wanted to do is just travel and get out there and like, just do like whatever. And so he was telling me that like for the last couple of years, he's been being a raft guide up at Glacier National Park in Montana. 
Oh, um, I love that place. And then, yeah, I know. And so that's like so cool. A bunch of um, my lift operator friends actually work there during the summers. I have like three friends that are raft guides. And I have a friend that's a park ranger up there. So like, yeah, I know it's super cool. So um, that's where Mott is right now. He's like being a raft guide in Montana. So I asked him like if he was planning on coming back to Winter Park like next season because he also worked there last season as well and everything. Um, and he was like, actually, I'm going to be um, a snorkel guide in the Virgin Islands. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so he's doing that. And then he's also like on the wait list um, till after COVID's over to be a kayak guide on the Nile River in Africa. Oh my god. Yeah. So like what some the of these heck? people just like traveling is like their whole life and like doing seasonal jobs is like all they want to do. And like I actually have like a bunch of lifty friends that are just like up in Winter Park for the summer, being lift operators, going on hikes, going hunting, working the Alpine slide, just a bunch of stuff like that. And so I actually went up to visit them in May and I went snow hiking up there. <gasps> no way. Um, it was really cool. And it was so pretty. However, I did not bring snowshoes and I did not bring snowshoes. Next time I'm going to do <gasps> oh, that. <laughs> no, that's something I would do hundred percent. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so fun, Ellie. All the adventures. Wow. I know. Yeah. It was a great experience. And like, yeah, at the end of the day, it was just like a huge like family and like everyone knows everyone. Like on my days off, I would like go by and visit like all the lifts that I knew people were working at and everything. Yeah. Just a bunch of fun stuff. And I actually, um, I know we kind of already passed this question already, but like, so when I would ski like on my days off and on my ride breaks with like a bunch of my friends, nearly all my friends snowboarded. I had a couple of friends who like skied and snowboarded, but all of them snowboarded. So at the end of the season, I, we got a lifty bonus that we could like do whatever we wanted with. So I bought a snowboard with my, with my bonus. And like, since there was a huge sale at the end of the season, I also bought boots with my bonus as well. And so hopefully next year I'll be able to, to learn. Ellie. Oh my God. I just started snowboarding like two seasons ago. It is like hard. Yeah. It looks hard. Finally, like I think it's just harder to, p- to pick up, but then once you pick it up, I feel like it's a lot easier than skiing, like, to get good at, if that makes any sense. But totally. I feel like I'm finally, like, starting to get it. Hopefully next season, I can get out there. Let's go together, literally. Oh, my God. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Okay. Ski, ski okay, trip. Okay, yes. At Winter Park. Because actually, um, so I was talking to my boss, Michelle, best boss I ever had I will literally rave about her till the the last day I die she was the best she was asking me what my plan was for next season and everything like that because like they really liked having me up there I actually got employee of the month during March so (gasps) yes (laughs) Um, but thank you thank you but um so she was asking me what my plan was for next year and everything and I was like oh I'm planning on going to school and everything like that but like who knows with COVID honestly. And she was like, well, like if you're around, we'd love to have you again. And I told her, I was like, yeah, I've loved having this job, but I could really only work like when I come home for winter break and when I come home for like spring break, maybe. And she was like, well, we'll take you. And I was like, seriously. (laughs) And so I do think I am going to reapply just because like free ski pass. And then like with all of like the perks I got with like surrounding resorts and everything like that, if I were to like come home for an extra weekend in February, I could probably hit like a few other resorts while I'm up there. I could like, you know, see my, my lifty friends and everything like that. 
I love that lifty. Yeah. And so I'm definitely considering it for when I come home. Oh my gosh. That'd be so great. Wow. Well, you kind of already touched on this, but like, what was the biggest thing you gained from like that experience and working up there? Um, oh gosh, I would so much, I feel like. And even like the season of life you were in, I feel like. Absolutely. I think, I think the biggest thing I gained was like a, like a hard day or a hard week doesn't represent like the rest of the journey. Mm. Because when I first got up there, I literally was like, what am I doing here? Why am I here at all? And I, I think that gives me a new perspective going into college next year. Because like, if I felt that way, like, you know, for if I feel that way for my first like month of college, I feel like that's okay. And it will be a familiar feeling. But once I get more used to it and everything, you know what I mean? Um, I know what you mean. Yep. Yes. I think so living in kind of an unfamiliar place and like kind of taking a step on my own where I didn't know anyone and I was just like going into it cold. I would say, I think, I think it prepared me for college a lot more than what my freshman year of college would have prepared me for the rest of college. And like, I'm not saying that like, everyone who went to school this year had like a horrible time, but like, right. Just based off of like the thing about my school was like a lot of kids that I knew were at least able to move into the dorms. Maybe other classes were online, but like they were still allowed to like hang out with friends outside. They were still allowed to um, like, you know, rush sororities. They were still allowed to try out for sports teams and have those groups of people with my school which like, I understand safety is like number one with COVID and everything. I was supposed to go to California and they did not allow me to even move into my dorm room. I was supposed to take all of my classes just in my basement on zoom. And since I was a theater major, I was like, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I'm. And I feel like for that, you have to be in person. And definitely I agree a hundred percent. And so I was like, okay, I kind of like took this year and I was like, okay, how am I supposed to like actually like meet people and like how can I like interact with people but like do it in like a a, like more COVID friendly type of way um and I think like you know being outside all the time at Winter Park gave me the opportunity to like meet all these new people that were like far away and I did the same thing at um restaurant I worked at and the salon but everything was very close to home and I was still living with my family and those were kind of well, the salon started out as something that I was just doing to fill the time. Um, and it kind of like turned into, I kind of like realized like, Ooh, maybe like cosmetology might be like something I like do kind of want to look into. Cause my aunt owns the salon. So I would like watch her do hair. And like, I became really close with like my now nail tech. She does my nails. Her name's Ellen. Um, and I became really close with her and I would like watch her do nails and stuff like that. So I'm nowhere near a professional because it's really, really hard. It is so hard. And so like, you have to go through a bunch of schooling for that. Um, but like, I don't know, maybe like, maybe someday if like, I, if that's know. what I want to do, then cool. Mm-hmm. And I do have some experience under my belt, like with working at a hair salon and yeah. So like the work environment there ended up being like really, really good, but you know, they, it started out as something I was like, okay, I don't know what I want to do with like a gap year because I, and just like being thrown into this. So I feel like if I would have had more time to plan, I would have done something else than just work at a restaurant and a salon. But since I planned it like two weeks before and I was still scrambling to get those jobs probably like a couple weeks into that year off, like 
yeah so but you made the most out of it thank you that's great yeah I love that yeah and it ended up working okay because of winter park so I was still able to like go somewhere and do something else outside and like meet other people so yeah like it sounds like you just like knew you were like this school is just not gonna like work for me this year like doing that online and you're like I know I need like to meet new people and try new things and you just kind of knew totally yeah and like when I applied to I'm going to a specific university next year um I was supposed to go there last year and I was supposed to be a freshman last year but what I did was I deferred my acceptance I yeah so so basically I knew I like wanted to not towards the beginning because I did apply to like 10 schools but like towards the end they were like pretty much like the school I wanted to go to so like I feel like I am supposed to go there but like, as it was nearing, I was like, I don't think the time is now. You know what I mean? But yeah. And like, now I feel like that kind of anticipation that like the time is now. You know what I mean? And it feels so much better yes. going into it. So. That's awesome. So I think our school, so I went to Seattle Pacific this year. Yes. I'm transferring to school in California next year. Oh my gosh, what school? Point Loma. Have you heard of that? Yes. One? Yes. So we'll be in the same Oh my state. gosh, literally. Yeah, we're like, and that just made me so away. excited. So, anyways, I don't know if Seattle Pacific and Azusa, aren't they like sister schools or something? I think they might be because, like, Pacific. Yeah, that sounds. I know. I was like, maybe. Okay. That... I did look at Azusa, though. It I... looks really awesome. I looked at Seattle, too, because um, when I gave my college list to my ACT tutor, she was like, you should look at. Seattle Pacific and so I've been looking there for a little bit oh yeah. my gosh that's so funny we'll be in the same state yeah I'm so, I'm so excited are you gonna be a sophomore yes okay awesome. yeah so I like I went for the first like 10 weeks of school and then Seattle was on the quarter system so okay. it was weird I've definitely heard of that though yeah so I went for the first quarter it really just like wasn't everything was just like really isolated and yeah, just nothing was planned. Yeah, there was nothing yeah. really going on. So I just came home for the rest of the year and just finished out that year. But I was like, I think I need more sunshine. And so I was like, I think California. Yeah, that actually, I kid you not, that is what it came down to for me because my top two schools were University of Puget Sound and Azusa Pacific. And I, it was for theater. And so like, I was like, being in LA is like an ideal location for me for theater and also just for me because I want the sun I don't want the rain so that it came down to location for me was what it was oh yeah and I didn't realize that like how important I think the sun really is yeah I'm just totally a sun person oh yeah I realized that for me too yeah. so oh that's so exciting yeah oh my gosh so college you're studying you're planning to study like theater mm-hmm. yes yeah, so my official major title is acting for the screen and stage And so, yeah, it was really weird. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous because I'm going into this with a year of, I wouldn't say nothing. I've still taken voice lessons um, every week. And I literally, I don't know if I would have made it this year without my voice teacher. She's, she's the best. She's amazing. Um, And like, yeah, I will also rave about her till the day I die. Love Cassie. Yes. Um, But yeah, so I still took voice lessons and um, I got really into playwriting towards the end of my senior year where I entered this play I wrote called The Milkshake Bar that has honestly been a work in progress for a, like, three years. So I took this playwriting class freshman year of high school 
and it was my final play and the final play could only be like 10 minutes long. And so I submitted it and I like, I still like thought about it like a lot during like my sophomore and junior year of high school. And then junior year, um, the like opportunity arose of like, you can submit a play to this playwriting contest. That's like a one act. Um, to the Denver Center for Performing Arts, this like high school playwriting contest. Um, and we did this playwriting unit and company um, where we did some playwriting stuff. So I started drafting my own play for it. But junior year, you know, junior year, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. And it was also the same week we were going to Thescon and everything like that. So there was no way I could finish it. And also since the idea had kind of started sparking to me junior year, like literally a couple months before... I had to turn in this play. I was like, there's no way I'm going to finish it in time. So I didn't enter that year. But when the opportunity arose again during like August of my senior year, I was like, maybe I can try it again. So I sat down with this play that I had junior year and it just like was not ready. I felt, I feel like it's such a long process. And so I went back to this play that I wrote in this playwriting class freshman year and I read it over and I was like, I love the characters. I love the plot of this. This is good. But the dialogue is absolutely awful. I'm changing (laughs) all of it. And so then I like fit it to their requirements and everything. And it was still too short. And so I added on like these scenes though. I still, I added on these scenes that I loved. And I was like this, I feel like I was missing, like something is missing here. Something is missing here. Something is missing here. So I added on like all of these like, scenes the dialogue was good and like it wasn't corny anymore you know what I mean yes and I entered it I just like waited and then in the middle of January I get a notification that I was a finalist (gasps) in playwriting contest I got top 10 um yeah with like the first play I ever submitted so like our drama teacher I had him like read it over and he was like this is so good you have to do like more of it and I was like, really? And so in quarantine, that's amazing. I started like working on this play that I was like still working on during junior year. And that one's still a work in progress, but I've still just been like trying to get it together. And so my goal is like by sophomore year of college, I'm going to have it done. Um, because like inspiration this year was just like not really that great. But I did, I watched this movie with my dad during um, when I was home. And I was like, the entire time I was just thinking like, this should be a play. This should be on Broadway. So I wrote my own adaption of the play and I'm still still working on that one. And it's like almost done. So I did a lot of playwriting this year as well. And then I've also like, I also had to reapply for the school and everything. So I chose new um, monologues and new songs to audition for and everything. And this time, since Azusa was the only school I applied to, because when I told them I was deferring, they were like, okay, have to reapply. You have to re-audition, but we know you, we like you. We wouldn't have let you in if we didn't like you. So I'm going to tell you right now, you don't really have a lot to worry about, which was so nice to hear. That's amazing. The only thing that couldn't guarantee really was financial stuff and it all ended up coming together anyways because basically so my senior year I auditioned for 10 different theater programs throughout the country I like flew to Chicago specifically to audition and interview and I filmed myself but with Azusa um what happened was I had only scheduled a virtual audition with them so they were kind of like at this point they were probably like my fourth option for school, I would say, but they were still just kind of like on the back burner because with all these other schools, I like had to pre-screen for them. I had to write an essay for them. I had to fly out and audition for them and then 
get interviewed and then go home. Yeah. So for them, all I did was this virtual audition. And based off that audition, I got into the school and like I ended up committing there and doing everything. And so coming up on this year, I didn't reapply for the nine other programs. I only applied for Azusa. So I got it out of the out of the way beforehand. I did it in November around the time with like the rest of when I would have done my pre-screens for all my other schools that I did back um, during senior year. Um, also because I was like going up to winter park and I was like, I don't want to have that on top of a full-time job at the time. Right. So I'm just going to do it like during where I still have a decent amount of free time, um, where I'm only working like these two part-time jobs essentially. So I sent it in and everything like that. And they called me back, um, which they didn't do really a callback process before they still accepted auditions all the way out until February, but they called me back for even before they let me into the program or anything, they called me back for a scholarship audition. Um, and they did it over zoom and I got the scholarship. <gasps> yes. Ellie. Yeah. Congrats. And so thank oh you so much. So like, it really did work out because I didn't get that scholarship the first time. And like, I wasn't considered for it since I scheduled my audition all the way out in February, but since I did it sooner rather than later this year, and I like knew I wanted that school and like that program, like it, it really just worked out in like the best way possible. So yeah. that's a great story. Wow. I know. Yeah. And like my parents were really worried. They're like, what if the financial thing is not the same? I'm like, I will do everything in my power to make sure it is. I'm so excited yeah. for you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. It's an exciting year. It's going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah. It's like the time feels right now, you know? That's so true. Yes. And like, as corny as it sounds, like I really do recommend like just taking a break, taking like time for yourself to just relax. I feel like I did so much in high school where I like overbooked myself and worked to the bone and like just I did I did a lot. And so to be able to like have not just like the summer, but also have like a full year to prepare. I honestly think I needed the summer to just like stop and reflect on high school, which was what I was doing. And whereas my parents were over here, like, Hey, let's get ready for college. You know what I mean? It all just felt so rushed. Right. I feel like that's like society nowadays too. It's just like, go, 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 you know? Exactly. Sometimes you need a break to rejuvenate and. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. I think if I would have done like winter park or if I would have like found something in winter park to do like first semester by the next semester, I would have been like, okay, I'm ready to go to school now. But like, because I had just like more time and I had like the experience of like living at home with my parents, kind of learning my limits as a family, like with them as an adult and everything. And like still living there, like after high school, I'm glad I had that experience, but also going up, doing something on my own. That was also just what I needed as well. So it was all in all, like such a good year. And then in May was, May was nuts because so last week of the last week of April, I moved all of my stuff down from winter park. And then that weekend I went to Arizona and then I came home. Um, cause I was visiting my friend Carissa who goes to Arizona state. And then the week I got home, my family was in town and then we had mother's day. And then right after that, I went up to winter park and hung out with my friends up there. And then I went home um, for like a day and then I went to San Diego immediately after. Oh my God. And then I got oh. home from San Diego and one of my friends, Kendall, was in town. So I spent like four days with her. And then literally right after that, my family came back in town 
And then the week after they left, I was preparing for this volunteer trip I was going on. And the week after that, I went on a volunteer trip and then I got home. So like the last eight weeks have kind of been crazy, but like, that's a lot. The last two have been so chill because I've just been hanging out at home and like getting used to being home and preparing for college. What does the rest of the summer look like? It's pretty chill. It's pretty chill for the most part. So I'm taking a lot more time in between trips now, which is good because I need to figure out like, you know, I need to work sometimes. Um, I'm still working at the hair salon. So like this next week coming up, I'm covering a whole bunch of shifts at work. Um, And then the week after that, I go camping. I'm going to Lake McConaughey. (gasps) Oh my God. I'm going there too. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah. Really? Oh my God. That's so funny. We're just missing each other. I know, literally. (laughs) And so there's that. And then I'm going to try and find some time in like the next three months-ish to visit Sophie before she's done at her zipline thing. And then at the end of July, um, this isn't official by any means, but I think I'm going to do the same volunteer trip that I did during June. Basically, it's this camp called Camp Barnabas. And it's in, it's in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. It's in Springfield, Missouri. Um, so I went to Barnabas the first week of June, took a van out there and everything. And it's basically this camp for um, kids with special needs. So they have usually the main needs are like autism, Down syndrome. And what it is, is you're a missionary. So you get assigned a camper like as your partner and you guys just do activities all week long. And then you take care of any medical needs they need as well. And then just that they have an incredible week at camp. So fortunately, I got like an awesome camper for my first time. I got put in a boy's cabin. Uh, He was completely independent when it came to everything like that. And like, not only was he like completely independent, he was like one of the only campers in his cabin that actually like actively did it as well. Yes, I loved Trevor. He was a blessing. He was just there for like to have a really good week, to have a really fun week. And he just like, he has so much joy and like it seriously was just the best experience yeah and so since I like had that experience as well I think I'm gonna go back for another week in July yeah and then I also think I'm going to San Francisco like right when I get back from that so look at this yeah (laughs) summer full of stuff and you'll get ready for school and stuff have you done like college shopping yet or anything um I've done a little bit I have some leftover stuff from last summer that I had shipped out um, I'm also doing a, since I didn't get to do a graduation party, I figured it'd be kind of late for that. So I think I'm going to do a farewell party instead. Um, like a send off party or something before I go. You should so, do that. You should. That's yeah. awesome. I know. I'm really excited to go like dorm shopping. I, I've been really buying records this past year and a lot of them have come with posters. So I have all these posters I'm going to hang up in my dorm room. I love like planning it out. It's so fun. Like, it's so fun. Oh my gosh. And I have some LEDs that <gasps> I plan on yes! bringing to school. I want to get some of those. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I also like, I took a disposable camera to Barnabas. So I t- have like all these oh pictures that I'm going to hang up in my dorm. But I also need like a photo printer to like print oh out my more God. pictures. I want to do like a Polaroid wall eventually. Yes. I think that'd be so too. fun. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm so excited. Well, I'm so excited, Ellie. That's so fun. Yes. Thank you for sharing all that. I love that. Of course. Okay. So 
to kind of end, like, Carol's Living is just all about, like, hearing each other's stories and, like, your story, part of your story that you share today. And I've just noticed, like, how differently we all live life. And I just really love how we make it our own. Like, you've made this year your own without going to college. And, yeah, I really love hearing everyone's story on that. So, for you, like, how do you try to, like, live in the moment? That is a big question. Or what what is something that like keeps you present as much as you can be? Because it's like it's a challenging thing, I think. Stay present at times. Definitely. And- yeah. I, I really like that question actually. That's a good question to end on, actually. I think like this whole year was my way of like proving to myself that I could live in the moment. Um, I have like I do have a very um hard way of like, you know, overthinking. And like thinking a lot about the past and thinking a lot about the future, especially when I get time alone. Um, I tend to do that a lot. And I think like when I was presented with like a choice in a way of like, do I do online school all year round in my basement, like just living at home, or do I take a year off, take time for myself, do something else? I think making that decision was my way of like, like it's time to live in the moment in a way because Mm, like, yes, I just, I feel like I almost had this thought because with COVID everyone thought it was the end of the world and everyone thought it's going to be the end of the world. And that really just like shocked me to my core. I feel like where um, during quarantine, I like had like all of these thoughts of like, all I've done my first semester senior year was think about college and think about what's next. Why didn't I just live in my senior year of high school, which is supposed to be like the best part of your life or like the best year of your life or something like that, which at the time I thought it was. And like, but I think it's like overrated in a ways. And like, you know what I mean? Just, especially for kids like us who didn't get like our last prom or last graduation or anything like that, there are better days coming and there's better stuff coming. And I know that now. Yeah, that's so true. That's hard to see in high school. It is. It really is. It's hard to see like past high school in a way. And even like in that summer past high school, I was not seeing past high school. Like by the time I was like supposed to go to school, but I think I was faced with like, if you had to die tomorrow, if you had like would, or like if you, let's say for some reason you sporadically get COVID in like February and like you go, like, would you be okay with like being like making that decision to do a semester like a year of school completely online, completely on Zoom, not meeting any new friends and putting off that like freshman year. And I was like, absolutely not. I would have not been at all. And so I think like having that, having COVID come in and kind of just like shake my world completely and turn it upside down in the weirdest way, I'm thankful for it because I don't think if it would have been something as catastrophic as COVID that I would have made that decision. And it seriously was like the bet, like, even though I know like it could have gone a lot different and like, if COVID wasn't a thing during my gap year, I probably would have like lived it up a lot more and everything like that. I know that it was the better option because I would have just like, you know, met all of these friends virtually and like not being able to see them, not being able to like mm-hmm. learn with them. And the thing about that is I still like, it really did happen for a reason because I still talk to the kids that are going to be sophomores in the APU theater program all the time. I still keep in contact with like all of them. 
But on top of that, I also have my friend Sophie I met at Winter Park. I have all these yeah. like staff ladies that are so much older than me at the salon, but I love them. They're all like my family. You know, I have my restaurant coworkers that like, yeah, Zoe lives in Oregon now and Sophia lives in Hawaii now, but like they were like my two favorite coworkers at the fort and I still talk to them. You know what I mean? So I just have even more like relationships than before. And so I think as weird as it is and like kind of as graphic as it is to be like, if you were to die tomorrow, would you be okay with making this decision? You know what I mean? And you definitely should not do that with everything. I feel like, cause if you're like going to blow all your money, don't do that. Right. <laughs> don't do that. But it is like asking yourself that question and being like, yeah, especially this year when everything was online and stuff, like how could I try to live more fully as full as I can. And I love that you like asked that. And yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Ellie. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I had a great time. I loved this. Me too. Me too. And your story. So great. Thank you. To the listeners, thank you guys all for listening. This was Ellie in her current life right now. Thank you guys. Hopefully college, college will be good. Yes. Next coming year. Actually, right before I joined this call, I got an email from APU saying um, their update for this, um, like, upcoming semester and everything. And they were Uh saying, like, social distancing is still in place, but no masks outside, face-to-face learning, everything like that. That's what Point Loma said, and I was like, yes! "Yes." I know, literally right before this call and everything. So I was like, oh, my my God. God. That's so great. Yes. Things are happening. Things That's are so- happening, Avery. It's going to happen I for us. almost forgot. Last question. Most important question. What is your favorite song at the moment? My favorite song? This year, I have... I, I got a record player. I've gotten all these records, you know? And I've gone deep into, like, a Spotify wormhole. Almost, like... Oh, my God. I would make a playlist almost every week when I lived up in Winter Park. So I have so many songs but however yesterday wait was it yes no two days ago two days ago tyler the creator came out with his new <gasps> album oh my god i have to listen you do. i have to listen call me if you get lost so my favorite songs i'm gonna say a couple my favorite songs on the album are lemonhead what's your name and sweet slash i thought you wanted to dance those are my top three on the album and they're all so good. but the entire album is so good so it's called Call Me If You Get Lost. Listen to it. It's amazing. So good. I keep seeing po- like people posting that on their stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I have to go listen you to it. You have that. to go listen okay. to it. It's so good. Everyone, go check that out. Okay. Now I'm excited. I'm going to go listen to that. Oh, my gosh. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much again, Thank Ellie. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.